welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 2, Episode 7, When Waru Still Crushing, Ithorian. The book, The Crystal Star, by Vonda McIntyre. The year, 1994. With your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go. This would be great if Danzig was in charge of the Empire Reborn. I got a yup now for you. He's a big pile of dicks covered in gold. The Patriarch. Set my jackhammer to kill. <laughs> Welcome back to Expounded Universe. I'm Jeff, your host, your maitre d, your uh, master of all ceremonies. Every single ceremony. Oh yeah, I'm the master of any ceremony, John. You name a ceremony, I'm the master of it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's yeah. true facts. I've seen it. Yeah, bris. I I got that bris on lock. <laughs> yeah, man. I I guarantee it. That doesn't mean I'm a moil. I mean, I'm not a moil. What I am is a master of the situation. Oh, yeah. You're a master of the ceremony. You're not doing it. You're just a master of it. No, that's that's true. That's exactly right. So, uh, how are you, John? Oh, I'm pretty good. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. Not uh, the best, but pretty good. Well, you've never been the best. The best. The best. The best. <laughs> and they don't stop coming. And <laughs> they don't stop coming. All right, so... This week, we are discussing Chapter 7. We're at the halfway mark now. Yep. Of uh, Vonda McIntyre's The Crystal Star, a 1994 Star Wars adventure set in the year 14 ABY, uh, which means it's about nine years after the Return of the Jedi, and we've got three kids in this book, and we're going to start with some of them. Yay, chitlins. So it picks up immediately where it left off. The uh, All of the proctors and helpers and whatnot who have just been Bitten by mermans and yes, chastised yeah. by a weird alien. Yeah, have, by, what's her name? Uh, Grake? Yeah. Grake have, the Vubig? Have run out. They've Grake. all just gone back to wherever they stay so they can, I don't know, change out of clothes and put calamine lotion on or and something. scratch themselves in no-no spaces. Oh, no. The naughty bits. Yeah. She's been learning some weird stuff, has Jaina, but she won't let people just scratch themselves when they are being bitten by bugs. And she's <laughs> like, that's rude. And it's like, well, I feel like using the force to make bugs bite your dick is rude. <laughs> I mean, I know that right. we're we're kind of in a detente situation between these people. They are definitely, you know, bullies who are who have lightsabers. But I feel like accusing them of rudeness is a weird step. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you'd be like, "That's rude to scratch yourself in the dick." Also, to threaten me with a lightsaber. Yeah, that's less rude and more terrible. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna go on it, but still, yeah, the, I the, mean, if someone's like, "Oh, I, I force controlled a small insect to bite you on the dick," I'd be like, "Rude." Rude. It's fucking rude. That's rude. Especially doing it to a lot of them. And then getting mad when you kill the insect. It's like, oh, how am I supposed to know you're force linked to it? That's weird, man. It's weird that you're doing that. It's weird that you did that. Does that mean that you currently have the experience of walking around on my nads? Do you know what that's like? Yeah, tiny legs just, just stomping around on the on my fine and curlies, because that's unfortunate. I don't want I don't want you to have that memory. I don't want that memory. I don't want to think about you having that memory. <laughs> I should kill you with a lightsaber. Probably less rude. <laughs> Probably. I just, I just, it's just such a weird thing for her to have decided to settle in on. But, you know, she's five. What are you going to do? Eh. So, like we were saying, we start right off in the same room. That they're still standing around in the cafeteria. All the proctors are running away to change their clothes and lick their wounds and, and you know, plot their revenge against Greg the Vubig. And uh, so, Jaina and Jason are, of course, super excited to see each other. And they immediately are like, let's get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. Well, their first plan is, let's go outside. 
Yeah. Like all the kids are like, hey, let's go outside. You know that box canyon we've gone into that there's no escape from? Let's go there. Well, I mean, it's at least for them, they're like, it's the one place we know how to get to. Yeah. And it is like outside of what the standard like this is where our prison is that's fair that is that is pretty much it's good child logic and so as a group all the children indeed head outdoors and uh once outdoors they you know some of them are playing other uh, but jana and jason are discussing escape plans yeah because all the other kids are like "Ooh, we can be outside and actually like run around and have fun and not just like walk in a line and keep our heads down maybe they'll sing a song about what manner of life it is Like, a, if it's a soft knock or some other kind of knock life, I don't... Some I, kind of knock life. One of those. Maybe it's a medium knock life. They'll sit, probably sing that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a half knock life. It's a carborundum lock, knock life. It's a half life knock. <laughs> it's a knocked life half. Well, all those words are good. Anyway. It's so good. It's <laughs> great and good. It's good and gate and grud. I don't speak well. <laughs> And yet, I have a five-year podcasting career. Wee! That's probably because I sound like I should speak well. You should, and yet. <laughs> I get too excited. <laughs> anyway, Jason doesn't believe in the dragon because he hasn't been out there on a dragon exploding from the sand day. Yeah, which, you know, for a second I thought, wasn't he out there when they went out there? But I guess not. They're in different They're like, in, pods. Well, he got marched out at the end. Yeah, they rotate them out individually. They yeah, because I remember yeah. he was there, but it's just that... They had marched everyone down there after the mm-hmm. whole experience. So I was like, oh, yeah, he didn't show up until after the dragon nonsense. So Jaina takes him over to experience the wonder of the dragon. Yeah. And sure enough, dragon comes bursting up out of the sand and starts sniffing everywhere. And then J- Jason's immediate thought is, oh, my gosh, it's pretty and it's a lady, he says, just oh, yeah. automatically. He's got he's got gender force detection powers. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Jaina's like, how does he know it's a mistress dragon and not a mister dragon? And he's like, well, of course, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a dewback and male dewbacks are dragging about six feet of dawn. Yeah. They're, they're dragging, if you know what I mean. They look like they got two tails. <laughs> I don't think this thing is a dewback, though. It's, it's smaller than a dewback, for one thing. Yeah. I mean, when it first showed up and we got the idea of how large this animal was, I was thinking, like, pretty big. Like, I would go, like, between rhino and elephant size so you're thinking maybe like the size of a like a stegosaurus or something like that in terms of this lizard could be a big dinosaur we're probably talking like maybe a stegosaurus triceratops something in there yeah some something that isn't like oh this is a lizard you would see here maybe an ankylodon because i think a stegosaur triceratops is bigger than an elephant i'm being a nerd right now uh (laughs) well no but around there around a dinosaur like the sort of dinosaur-esque but not like dragons yeah okay sure but what it really turns out is that this thing's maybe the size of like a horse or a hippopotamus. Maybe, yeah, yeah. It's uh, when they finally do describe it, it's not huge, mm-hmm. but also it's basically a cat. Th- that's the thing about this scene. So Jason's first thought is, "It's a lady dragon. I love it. I want to pet it. Someone give me something to throw at it. <laughs> I need to have something to throw to distract it." Yes. So he's he's casting his eyes about for things to throw at it. Uh, when Jaina produces her multi-tool, and he's like, perfect, and he tries to grab it to throw it at the dragon. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, give me that. She's like, whoa, hold up. Hey, now, this is a $9 multi-tool. It's the one that comes with the little p- toothpick. <laughs> look, look, this multi-tool is emblazoned 
with my name on it. You can't do <laughs> you that. You can't just throw it at a dragon. And by it's, emblazoned, I mean I have a little sticker. It's got the tiny useless scissors, Jason. We, we aren't messing with it's it. It's got a little bitty saw. You had best <laughs> not. Yeah, I could cut down a two-inch two thick tree with this thing. <laughs> oh, it turns out I can't. It's not sharp. I forgot. Oh, no. <laughs> I could drill through it very slowly. <laughs> Anyway, she reveals that the multi-tool has a mirror on it. Yeah, and that's going to be super useful because he's going to use that pretty much to reflect the light from the uh, the little sun that is out, so he can make what is a light a uh, a little uh, laser pointer. laser pointer essentially. So, yeah, so he uses the light to just like you used to do in school to bother other people in your class. You find a thing on you, like your watch or something, that has a reflection, and then you beam it into their eyes, and then you feign the ignorance when they get mad at you. <laughs> Uh, in this situation, he uses it to make a little laser pointer dot, and the dragon is apparently just a house cat. Like, oh, it immediately is like, oh, oh, I gotta get this thing. Oh, 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 I'll get it with my paw. Oh, it's on my paw. I'll get it with my other paw. Oh, it's on that paw. I'll get it with the first paw. Like that kind of thing. And then it just starts like he just moves it around the canyon, and it's like scrabble, 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 scrabble. Yeah, it is romping. Yeah, is what's happening here. This is this is a kitty romping, and it's weird because it's a big dragon. But, you know, whatever. What you going to do? Uh, I mean, it, it seems like basically it's like a horse-sized Mexican beaded lizard. And it's it's friendly because even after he, like, because it's on a artificial tiny planet mm-hmm. and the sun moves very quickly, it start the sun starts to go down and he doesn't quite have the angle to be able to do the whole laser pointer thing anymore. Yeah. But even after it ends, the dragon's like, Yay, I'm going to press up against this fence and like rub against it. You can rub me, and I'm fine with that, and I'm basically friendly. Yeah. So here's the question I keep ha- finding myself with about the whole sunsets very quickly and so on. This is an artificial ship they're on, right? So it's like basically a little tiny Death Star that has an atmosphere. Like, right? That's basically what we're talking about. I can't tell if it is a little tiny ship or a like artificial for reals planet that they've gone ahead and done. Or if they're just doing a, like, the outside is technically still inside of a ship, and they're just doing, like, a like a Truman Show thing Oh, you think here. it's like a big old Dyson Sphere sort of situation? Yeah. That would make it really big, but, I mean, it's possible. So, the, the reason I have the question is because you didn't see the Death Star rapidly rotating all the time to make sure that it had a regular day-night cycle. I don't think this ship should really need to do that. I mean, we know that artificial gravity is completely a thing in uh, in Star Wars because all the Death Stars and stuff are constantly, you know, flat. Yeah. So it, it feels like the whole rotation thing is just a giveaway to make sure that the kids can figure out they're on an artificial planet when really, why would they bother? <laughs> like, you know, oh, it's got ar- it needs it so that the atmosphere doesn't fly off. Oh, that's weird because spinning the planet would make the atmosphere fly off. Yeah, I don't understand exactly what's going on there, but then... I mean, I guess it's not like Jaina understands what's going no, on there, and that's true. all we get is her perspective. And it's not like the thing has a little sun, unless it has its own sun. I don't think it does. I think it's just an orbit around a sun somewhere. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, they didn't give him a world sun as well, or a sun ship, or anything. Well, no, that's what I was saying, yeah. is that they go full Truman Show, and it's just like a light that goes across the sky. <laughs> just a light on a rack. No, it's basically like... And he's you know when set you're on in, high. <laughs> you know when you're in fucking like uh, Caesar's Palace in Vegas and you go into that shopping area and it looks like you're outside? Yeah, it's like that's Southern what France this looking. Is. Yeah, I know that spot. 
but no, I, I like the idea that that's what it is, but he just has it turned all the way to high. Yeah. So it's like, oh, the sun goes by every 15 fucking minutes because that way we can do the stage show. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we, we do a show every sundown and it's regular. Let's go. Every, every hour on the hour, we got to do the dance number. Let's do this. And a one and a two and a go. It's got to be high noon for the Main Street Electrical Parade to go by. So don't worry. We've, we've thought of everything. We've seeded the planet with friendly cat dragons. <laughs> yeah, well, we we didn't realize it at the time, but we have essentially just made a big old theme park for you. They really have. It's got fun canyons to play around in, convenient rooms with soft floors for cheap hotel room space. Oh, yeah, uh, them soft floors. Big friendly cat. Yeah, that's soft floors with a capital S and F and then a copyright symbol. Yeah. And then uh, you know, you've also got big friendly cat dragons and a controllable sun so you can make the stage shows work. Yeah. Man, you can't. You're not going to miss that Phantasma or whatever it's called. That Disney light on the water show. What's that? Uh, the colors. Is it called Colors now? No, well, that's the one in uh, California Adventure. It's oh, just okay. like Disney Colors or whatever. When I because that's the last time I went to Disneyland is they were unveiling something where they basically Phantasmic. Phantasmic. Thank you. Where they shot up like a screen and then pro- of water and then projected stuff on it. Yeah, that's the last thing I ever saw at Disneyland. That was a while ago. Yeah. Well, I haven't been to Disneyland in uh, seventeen years. Good. Thanks. Yeah. We don't want you there. I'm trying for a record. <laughs> stay stay out of Disneyland, Jeff. <laughs> we don't want your gold bricking ass there. Oh, yeah. They, so they call me a carpet bagger and they hurl me on back out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But I was just trying to get a drink in the Main Street Saloon. <laughs> oh, don't worry, guys. I'm good for it. No. You're- your money's no good here. I'm like, but I got all these Disney dollars. Exactly. <laughs> Those haven't been good here in like 25 years. <laughs> oh, no, my investment. <laughs> oh, why did I buy all these Disney dollars? <laughs> the are... longer this bit goes on, the more you become an old prospector. I just want that to be <laughs> known right now. I'm digging in the hills of Anaheim. Oh, boy, I put down my treasure. <laughs> I'm just looking for something to eat with my one tooth. <laughs> you got me soft beans? <laughs> How many chicken crispers can I trade this can of beans for? Yeah, for that, that, that is you. <laughs> sure. Why not? I'm an old-timey prospector in the hills of Anaheim. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right, so anyway, the two of them spend some time trying to figure out how they're going to use this big friendly dragon, because they're like literally petting it and stuff at this point. Oh, yeah, they're like, all right, well... I don't know that we can ride it. It's turned out it's voiced by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> no, man, it's just married to Eddie Murphy's donkey. <laughs> it's a donkey? No, no man, it's, it's married to Eddie Murphy's donkey. It's, it's mar- a dragon. Uh, oh, it's that. Well, no, because Eddie Murphy has also been a dragon. He was the dragon in Mulan. He was Mushu. <laughs> well, he was a tiny dragon. This is a tiny dragon. I mean, You're he's a tiny dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I resent being called a, a tiny dragon. Draw your weapon at once. <laughs> Sir, how dare you? Your exit from this mortal coil will be hastened by the hand of Dixie. <laughs> I got myself a pickaxe. <laughs> I forgot. I'm a prospector. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Not a southern dandy. <laughs> I'm no dandy at all. <laughs> Damn it. Dandies are allowed into Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, you got to go on Dandies Day or whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. There is a dan- like a well-dressed day or something at yes, Disneyland. Yes, there's Dapper Day. Oh, my God. I haven't been there in so long. I there's, know there- so many things about Disneyland. There's a gay day, too, right? Probably. I'm pretty sure there's a gay day, which is the only time I would be willing to go. Well, there's there's the goth day, there's bats day, uh, but that 
is that the th- last year that they're doing it oh, this year. Am I missing Bats Day? Yeah, you're missing Bats Day. Unless you want to go to 2018's Bats Day. What what is Bat? Do you bring baseball bats? Is it? Do you, no, do you, it's the Goth one. Oh, oh, I was kind of hoping you came as the Baseball Furious. No, the you Warriors. come as Batman uh, or, or Batman. It was either Batman or the Baseball Furious. It's both. Okay, <laughs> you you come as Batman. Also playing baseball. Oh, I want to come as obscure Street Fighter EX plus Alpha character C-Jack. Nope, too nope. bad. Okay, too obscure? All right. Too obscure. <laughs> Someone out there right now is like, oh my god, and Skullamania and Purim? <laughs> oh, Skullamania. Dude, EX plus Alpha was the weirdest fucking Street Fighter. Anyway, pushing forward, the kids spend some time discussing their plan to use this dragon to escape or get out from under Hethry's blanket or some damn thing, when finally the, the lead proctor shows up. Yeah, and, and he's all itchy and covered in itch bites. And uh, Jaina again dives back into her mom and is like, "Ew, his outfit's rumpled. He is not good at laundry. <laughs> he he obviously went to change his clothes, but didn't have any clean clothes. I am glad that I have learned how to do laundry if I need to. If either winter or the laundry bot is broken, <laughs> yeah, there are so many situations that that would preclude her from needing to do laundry. Yeah, I'm pretty she sure she is if- so rich that yeah. at this point she's like." Ew, this guy's dirty. I'm uh. like, God damn it. <laughs> it's like, Jaina, you're dressed like a friggin' Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> you are currently in sackcloth. Just stop it. Homespun sackcloth, though. Ooh. <laughs> so uh, the proctor's like, hey, kids, I told you to go to your rooms. And they're like, no, you told us to go outside. That's what I heard. I also heard that. And I was sitting even closer to you. And uh, I'm also Spartacus. I'm amazed that they managed to get through these sentences without some backhands. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, cause IDK, my BFF Jill. Exactly. Slap. I mean, this guy's like in charge of them and is going to get in trouble for them escaping. And he's a mean bastard, which is why he is a proctor. Yeah. Why isn't he regulating here? Instead, he's like happily engaging with these children about whether or not he said outside yeah no he he gets one of those moments where he's like did i did i say outside that's weird (laughs) rabbit season i don't remember that (laughs) right (laughs) so anyway he basically gets them into line for the arrival once again of hethrier and then they all get thrown in their rooms yeah they don't they don't have to worry about a lecture they don't go back to learning anything they just get thrown into their rooms for the day yeah well the whole day's plan of beating them down has been ruined i mean after after Grake showed up and threw them all fruit it's like you can't subject these kids to torture today they've eaten fruit yeah well they they ate well and then went outside and played you're like well this day's a loss this is a wash we yeah. can't we can't mess with so they throw them back in their rooms where Jaina immediately pulls out her multi-tool and starts digging again yeah and she's like ooh baby i'm going to figure this one out yep Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, because we got to move on to the next team of people, and sadly, that means we have to go hang out with Leia for a while. Man, Leia is hanging out with Chewbacca, and uh, Riau has not woken up yet. We learn a few important things here. First of all, that only that one ship that she went to in the first place has Ferrarios on it. The other ships are different people from other different planets. But she doesn't bother to go to any of them. Well, no, she isn't going to wake him up or nothing. She basically just kind of goes, I'll come back for these later. Yeah. Ah, uh, these will keep. Yeah. <laughs> they're in Tupperware. Fuck it. I, I don't mean, care. I mean, sure, their little freezy doodles are turning off left and right, but what's a couple of people? I got to capture these kids. The <laughs> the great thing is she does watch the, uh, the Ferrario ship go off, and she's like, oh, man, I wish I could help them, but those people don't want my help. I'm like, nope. 
just that one dude. It's just the one guy. You might have unfrozen an asshole. You don't know. You have no idea. You didn't take a vote. Just one dude was like, nah, fuck you. I'm out. Leia, trust but verify. <laughs> uh. I can't wait for them to get there and he tells them all that tale. Oh, yeah, so some lady unfroze us while we were stuck in one spot, and I told her to put us put me back in my freezy tubey. She was like, oh, we'll just put you wherever, at, like, light speed, and yeah. give you uh, some stuff and we'll, help you out. Yeah, well, I was like, out. fuck you. And, and you won't be subjugated or owe us or nothing. It's just what we do because we're a good government. And I was like, lady, fuck yourself. <laughs> Why don't you go fuck yourself, lady? <laughs> we're going to get there in a thousand years from now with nothing, and half of us will be dead. Yep. Anyway, who's up to giving me a hand job? Line up. Line, so, uh, two lines. Two lines. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, God. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's gone now. The door closed and his ship's spinning off to le- spinning up to leave. Uh Leia is trying to revive the unconscious and heavily tortured Riao. Yep, and uh Raleo is Raleo? Oh, yeah. we're changing her name around. Okay. We're gonna call her something different every time, huh? She's uh just unresponsive and Leia needs to like figure out what she's gonna do. Because yeah. she needs to not be Leia anymore. Because unnamed Ferrari guy was like, oh no, Guy Ferrari figured out who I was and now I've got to be someone else. Yeah, so effectively she decides that because that dude definitely knew she was Princess Leia, this lady probably won't. <laughs> well, I need to disguise myself. That it's, was the problem. I wasn't wearing enough makeup. It's time to go into my ship Sephora and uh, figure out what to do. So she works with, she basically explains this plan to Chewbacca, who just sort of gap mouth stares at her. It's like, is like, uh, sure, why not? And she's like, we can't be Leia and Chewbacca. We have to be Leilaila, the bounty hunter, and her companion, Gay Ahab. And he's like, I do love that at that point she's like, or, you know, you could pick a different name, whatever. And Chewbacca's just like, fuck it, I don't care. Oh, who cares? Whatever. (laughs) Anything else you come up with is just going to be garbage anyway. Sure. (laughs) I'm gay Ahab. No, hang on. We can think of other names. How about that great Wookiee from Legend? Bisexual Ishmael. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And Chewbacca's just like, uh, I hate everyone. (laughs) I hate this. He's just checking his cell phone for messages from Han. Yeah, the he's, whole... just, he's sitting there playing a phone game, and fucking Leia's like, you'll be gay Ahab. And he's like, uh-huh. Yep, that's great. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh-huh. So her plan is to give them disguises, because clearly it was that her hair was the same color as Princess Leia's hair that gave them all away. Oh, yeah. it's <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> the reason he knew that you were Leia, and not because you changed your name to Leia but with two more L's, is because your eye makeup wasn't on point. You didn't have that swoop game. She forgot to smize. Her fucking eyebrow game was not on fleek, and therefore, this alien knew she was Leia. Oh, honey, you got crappy, unseparated eyebrows. You look like a Princess Leia type. (laughs) Girl, you got makeup game like Princess Leia. (laughs) Lady, every single person in this world's going to recognize your Princess Leia unless you untape them boobies. But my booby tape. It's so weird. I don't understand what her thought process here is, but whatever. I think she just wants a dress-up party. Because she she pulls 
poor Chewbacca, she just grabs him by the hand and drags him in front of her makeup counter. And he's still straight up just playing Candy Crush and just looking at his phone like beepity boopity whatever. Uh-huh. And, and without <laughs> asking him, she grabs black and silver like color nano cr- makeup bots. Now they're called color crawlers, and I literally don't know if they're robots or little man little animals. They as far as I can tell, it's pretty much nanobots for makeup. And that's real weird that you would go ahead and say, Oh yeah, sure, there's weird intelligent nanobot technology in Star Wars. We use it for makeup, don't worry. Well, I mean it's basically as intelligent as a Roomba. <laughs> it just sort of randomly bangs his way around your hair and colors it. <laughs> Same <laughs> so- <laughs> So basically, if we're gonna go ahead and say they're robots, I still think they might be little slug things, but but whatever. They're they're in little packets, and she shakes some of them out and throws them to Chewbacca, which they immediately start coloring him black and silver. And she's like, "They won't cover all of you. Pretty soon, you'll just be another brindled Wookie." Chewbacca, aren't you tired of being chestnut? Aren't you tired of just being chestnut all the time? And he's like. No, actually, I'm pretty sure I like being me. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm proud of who I am and what I am. I don't think you know about uh, about Wookiee fur politics. And <laughs> you, you, honestly, what you just said, super offensive. Oh, man, you are trying to put me in black fur, and that is <laughs> real offensive. Uh, I sure hope no other Wookiees see me. This is this is ridiculous. This is the literal... Leia, Jesus Christ, what <laughs> are you doing? Wh- I am... I swear to gay Ahab, you are just <laughs> fucking me up. <laughs> Oh, man, the National Association of Wookiee People will hear about this. Uh, so he just <laughs> sits there not. and is, like, looking at little crawlers on him. He's like, huh. All right. All right. So great. eventually she's like, all right, now we need to pick colors for me. And he just sort of randomly sticks his paw into, into her thing and pulls out a bunch of green ones. He's like, here. Here. Whatever. Green. <laughs> it's the first thing I hit. Look, I'm on level 10. <laughs> and she's Look. like, she's like, no, Chewbacca. Green won't work on me. And don't, she, don't you know I'm in autumn? So she starts rattling through on her own and finds just brown. And then, while disguising herself to talk to an unconscious alien while her children, to help find out where her kidnapped children are, she stops for a minute and goes, Ugh, I gave Chewbacca all the good ones. I don't, all I'm left with is browns. I'll Ew. look so boring. I'm going to be so plain. And I, I can't, I can't even right now. Also, there's a point where she is like, telling Chewbacca what makeup is because she believes Chewbacca doesn't know. She's like, oh, Chewbacca, didn't you realize that my eye, like, my eyelids aren't always this color? Yeah, and then he just sort of barks, but she doesn't speak Wookiee. She just speaks no Shriwook. Yeah, and and so so Chewbacca was like, yes, of course, you're wearing makeup. You're wearing makeup. Did you know that Wookiees also wear makeup? It's fine. Don't don't worry about it. She's like, no, I'm not a chameleon. It's makeup. Indeed. No. Indeed. I do know what a chameleon is. There are many chameleons on the planet of Kashyyyk. Look, if you look up chameleon in Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> we call them forest chameleons, and they often try to get our forest honey. <laughs> our sweet, sweet forest honey. Uh, Yeah, the, <laughs> the entire conversation of Leia and Chewbacca, anytime it happens, is just Leia trying to explain a very basic thing to Chewbacca, and Chewbacca going, Yep. Indeed. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that's good. That is a fascinating development, Princess <laughs> Thank you Leia. for human-splaining mm, everything to yes. me. I'm super excited about it. <laughs> Obviously, as a race of tree-dwelling, giant, uh, dog-looking things, we don't have televisions in every surface of our house. Oh, wait. Yes, we do. That's exactly what we have. <laughs> Literally, ever since, ever since you showed up and crashed our Life Day party and sang at it, you've been acting like we're savages. <laughs> I... Frankly, I find everything about you offensive. 
Ooh, look, I'm black and silver. Ooh, look at these little crawly doodles. <laughs> neat. Oh, shoot. One of them drew a dick on me. <laughs> so then she... T- <laughs> I'm just imagining the little robot, then looking up, giving Chewbacca the finger. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it extends a hand just for that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, it's the R2-D2 of color crawler droids. <laughs> I got that BB-8 droid. <laughs> so, uh... Princess Leia takes some makeup and starts drawing all over her face with it like she's her own kid. And uh, her makeup decision is to, like, turn her cheeks purple and gold. Yes, and then to use green... Oh, she also reluctantly adds one bag of green robots to her hair. Yeah. But then she takes her makeup and just slashes it all over her face like a football player. Oh, yeah. And she's like, there, I look like a fierce desert dancer. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's, that's what you look like. You don't look like a reject Batman villain. You definitely look like a desert dancer. She looks like a fierce trapper keeper. <laughs> you, yeah, that's that's exactly what she looks like right now. It's true. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, then the two of them go off to talk to Rial, who is finally waking up. Yeah. They give her soup, they explain the situation, and they keep calling her, well, Leia anyway. Chewbacca, again, pulls out a phone and sits down quietly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I'm sorry. We aren't calling them that anymore because at this point she becomes Leilaila, the bounty hunter. And so the book starts calling her Leilaila. <laughs> yeah, it it's from her perspective, but she's trying to think of herself as Lalila. 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 That's what they're calling her. Anyway, uh <laughs> she basically when Rial wakes up and they finally get her talking, she's like, "Hello, Rial." We know who you are, Riao. We have your name. And we briefly had autonomy over your body, but we release it to you. Because <laughs> she's basically trying to talk like that one other Ferrario she's ever met, as if that's like the key to Ferrario diplomacy. I would love if, if Riao's <laughs> reaction was, Ew, you sound just like Frank. That guy's a dickhole. <laughs> he is nothing like the rest of us at all. <laughs> Did you know that when Ferrario are dicks, they start talking about name ownership? <laughs> oh, God. Also... He's he, he had this weird notion that we he wanted to get somewhere at sublight speed. God, <laughs> the entire rest of our people would hate that though. He was wanted for it. Actually, he was a criminal. I hope he didn't like unfreeze him or something. God. He's going to just wander from pod to pod on that ship and kill everybody. <laughs> he's a psycho. Killer. <laughs> Keska say. Why did you unfreeze him? <laughs> uh. So Instead, though, Ria- it turns out that Frank, which great name, by the way. Yeah, it's just Frank the Ferrario. <laughs> so it turns out Frank the Ferrario is basically any Ferrario, because it works. She's like, oh, no, you have my name. Oh, no, my name. Who are and you? And my nose. You've got my nose. <laughs> Give me back my nose. I've got a certain set of skills. <laughs> I've got a certain set of noses. All right, so uh, <laughs> basically Layla, Lilila, 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 uh, <laughs> Sergeant Lee Lemon, sir. <laughs> Uh, basically explains to her what's going on or tries to get some further information out of her. She's like, hey, okay, so here's the deal. The The Empire fell. And she's like, I know. I am aware. Yeah. Okay, well, what are you doing out here? Well, I must tell you the tale. I will tell you this tale of wonder. Yeah. Yeah, she was super into finding out whether or not they had blown up the slave uh, ship that had come out here. Oh, that's because right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leia tells her, I was tracking this ship. And she's uh, like, that's impossible. No one can hyperspace? track. space? Through hyperspace? Why, yes, I have a method. Okay, great. So but- here's, this is a thing that bothers me. Just just briefly to point out a thing that, that I'm curious about. No one 
Layla, Leia did not, or Lila, no, but Leia did not know that she would be able to track people through hyperspace. The whole using the dark side to follow a red blood trail through the, through space was entirely on her. It was a whole new thing. Yeah. But the moment that she finds Rial, she's like, oh no, Rial was left here specifically to block Jedi from being able to follow this guy. <laughs> she's like, she was a pain mine. Her pain would obliterate the force trail that, that, that I came here by. And I'm like, wait, so Hethrier is worried about dark side Jedi chasing him? Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe Hethrier is like, because he obviously taps into the dark side, mm-hmm. uh, knows, oh, you could track someone by their fear or whatever. I mean, she doesn't even know who Hethrier is yet, but... No, but like, I'm saying yeah. Hethrier knows that, and that's why he left this. Yeah, that could be. He's like, literally, he left this, this lady here all wired up as a pain bomb so that people wouldn't be able to... It's like an oil slick. Yeah, and so if she's thinking, oh, the person I'm chasing after is a Sith or whatever, then she might go, okay, I used some weird dark side technique. Maybe they know that someone could do that, though I don't know why Hethrier would be worried about that. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, it's just sort of a weird thing where she's, that's her first thought is, oh, that's why Rhea was being tortured, to stop me from tracking whoever. Yeah, so that her pain would be all I could get, and it would like, essentially be radio scrambling for me trying to find my kids. That's a little weird. Even if Hethry's plan was that, wouldn't he just go to one of the other ships and get someone who's not probably his wife? <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you think you'd go, oh, let's let's get someone that has no attachment to me and what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, there's like 24 ships out there. Go get some random alien out of one of them. Be like, all right, I got me an Ithorian, and I'm going to string it up for no reason. It doesn't speak basic. It doesn't know what's going on. The end. Yep, here we go. I'm just going to shove a cattle prod up some Nautolan's butt, and I'm out. Yep, there we go. Trail dead. And also, no one can t- untie my wife and figure th- figure shit out. Probably. Probably my wife. We don't know yet, but probably. Well, probably my mate, specifically. Well, Given that this we, is a, a dumb cat species. What we do find out, though, is the reason she's super uh, invested in them not blowing that up is because her son is on that ship. And... Given that the only Frerio on that ship is Tigris. And Hethrier, like, yeah. You're like, okay, well, she's not old enough to be Hethrier's mom, so obviously Tigris is her kid. Yeah, so now we know who Tigris's mom is, and there is literally no chance. I mean, this is just checkoffs for Rario. There's no way that they aren't one little family unit. I mean, it would be weird if they weren't. Like, yeah. if Hethrier was just some other dude. <laughs> just some other guy. I mean, maybe her, maybe a Hethrier's dad is Frank. Who knows? Oh, no, sorry, Tigris's dad is Frank. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Frank the Ferrario. Uh, yeah, hey, well, it's Frank and, and Riau are the two huge assholes in that <laughs> ship. That's why they got together. <laughs> That's the only two. That's why he didn't want her freed, because she would just make him do the dishes. Yeah. Oh, don't let my old lady free. She's, <laughs> she's going to have me take out the space trash. At least let me pop around the pub first, governor. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me get a point me. Come on. <laughs> so... Basically, Riau is like, my son is on that ship. And, and you know, Lalila is like, don't worry. So are my kids, probably. We'll help you find them. We'll find them together. Yeah. Well, no, she doesn't say it's my kids, too, because no. she's pretending to be a bounty hunter. But she's like, there are kids I'm, I'm tracking. No, it's, it's just, I am trying to track the ship. I don't want to blow it up. And here's this is an example of how good Leia is at being Lalila. She's like, oh, I am tracking children on that ship as well. We will find it together. And Riau's response is literally... Is this your first time being a bounty hunter? Because <laughs> you suck. Is this you, this is the first time you've done this? Because you're an idiot. Yeah, you ter- don't. You shouldn't be a bounty. You should be like a like a crappy rich ambassador racist. Yeah, that, that, that feels sounds. That's more like what your thing is. That's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling that right now. Yeah, I'm no, feeling I it. I'd also like to say 
that during this, uh, Riau has some scarification mm-hmm. that is a mark to show that she was a slave. Yes, she has a scar mark on her hand. Now, I want to say Chewbacca is great because he's like, I don't give a fuck about being gay Ahab or whatever you want me to be. As soon as he sees that, he goes over and attempts to comfort Riau. He's yes. like, I understand what being a slave is, and it is garbage. And she's like, I'm missing my kids, and I was a slave, and everything's terrible. And Chewbacca's like, I am here for you. I'm a good person. Meanwhile, Leia's like, no, I've got to continue being Lalila because if a random chick finds out I'm Leia, my plans are ruined. <laughs> this might be a bad guy still. Oh, all of my my makeup will go to waste if I don't play Lilayla. It's really important to me, John, that the next book we review either doesn't have Leia in it or portrays her in a positive light. If there is a book out there, listeners, right now, those of you, because I know there are plenty of you who have read some Expanded Universe stuff, if there is a book where Leia is, I don't even want to say a badass, just competent. Give me a competent Leia, and I will be ecstatic yeah it'll go up the charts i don't know if it'll be the next book but it'll be close (laughs) so anyway i think we can probably safely move on yeah so so they decide to go get the ship and then we we get to check back in with uh with a drunken han and what do you do with a drunken smuggler (laughs) yeah put him in the scupper with a hose pipe in him Uh, so he is drunk and he has lost some of his money maybe maybe a lot of his money maybe most of his money but but he sure does feel like that game was fair he was playing with you know that that amazonian woman from the moon or whatever yeah he's like oh well the game wasn't rigged i guess i just didn't have luck tonight i yeah. sure am drunk and i should stop i wish pl- i was drunker i should stop playing with that eight foot <laughs> like uh barbarella that i've been playing cards with i think she might be better than me yeah so He's kind of stumbling his way home back to the the inn. He's worried that the the uh, innkeeper's going to demand money from him, but the innkeeper's just friendly. So he's like, "Huh, C3PO must have paid the innkeeper." Well, that's going to suck when we don't have money tomorrow because he paid the innkeeper. Oh well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll burn that bridge when we come to it. I'm Han Solo. A do 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 ba do boop. Well, it's nice to see him on vacation, I guess. Yeah. So he stumbles into the room and wouldn't you know it, there's Luke <laughs> lightsabering again. <laughs> God damn it. I mean, at this point... We know there's something wrong with him. I know that Waru is fucking with him. Yeah. But he's far enough away from it at this point that you'd think he would be able to think straight enough that he's like, you know what I shouldn't do? Turn a lightsaber on in the middle of a room. Basically, what I'm saying is Luke has shitty trigger discipline. Yes. He's the type of guy who's like... I'm playing with a gun, but I'm going to put my finger on the trigger or point it at people. Like, I'm going to stop that. Here's a great picture of Luke Skywalker squatting near some cigarettes and some FUBU clothing, lightsaber ignited for no reason. Yeah. Like, dude, that is a weapon of death. Doing that weird Eastern European cigarette hold. If, that's that's a picture I would like to see. It is. It's essentially the same thing for me. Like, you don't put your finger on the trigger unless you are ready to start shooting someone. Yeah. You do not ignite your lightsaber unless you are ready to start using it. So I don't think that he's Waru-influenced, though. I think it's I think it's the Crystal Star. I mean, it's got to be doing something. The book is called it. Yeah, but he gets weirder the closer he gets to Waru. Well, I think Waru is also super weirded out by the Crystal Star. I think the Crystal Star is why Waru is even here. But, well... He- 
I, I say it's Waru fucking with him. Okay, fair enough. I say it's the Crystal Star. There you go. So we'll find and out And you've someday. read this book before, yeah. so I'm sure you're right. Yeah, but I read this book in 1994. <laughs> it's been 23 years, John. I don't know. Yeah, but I could tell you about a book I read in 1994. I mean, probably some goosebumps or something. <laughs> some book about ghosts. <laughs> some, some book about a ghost in a house somewhere. <laughs> oh, that puppet is creepy. <laughs> and John, was that puppet indeed creepy by the end of the book? It was indeed. There was a camera, and if it took your picture, it would kill you. Wait, what would kill you? The camera or the picture? Uh, you'd just die from it. It would like oh, okay. it would basically give you a picture of how you were going to die. It would final destination you. I was like, how you're leaving your participle dangling. Do, do, does the picture grow little arms and legs and run over and shoot you? Oh, my God. <laughs> way better. If it was like a little picture and what shows up is instead of what you took a picture of, it's a face and then it goes, fuck you, buddy, and then gets arms and legs and a knife. Or it just grows a sharp edge and a razor flies at you like a Frisbee. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would like. I would like Come a ahead. little... The killer to just be some Polaroid. Yeah, if in the book Say Cheese and Die from R.L. Stein, the way you died was the picture the camera took, that would be great. You know, my brother read the Goosebumps religiously. I never read one. That's weird. At the time, I was already reading Star Wars stuff, and then I was religiously reading The Hardy Boys. Wow. Yeah. In in 1995, I had read every Hardy Boys book that existed. That is impressive <laughs> and yet i remember none of them <laughs> i can tell you the names of the hardy boys there's frank and bill and then their friends chet and one of their girlfriends iola wow and that's all i remember uh otherwise it was a bunch of stuff about haunted lighthouses and going into goonies caves <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing you were missing out though there was there was a story where there was a, a monster and it was the teacher did you read Animorphs? No. See, I never read a single Animorph. Neither of us read Animorphs, and I feel like we're both missing out in that regard. Because from what I understand, that shit got weird. From what I understand, that was that was a series that if you got into it, you got into well, it. Well, every one of them has just got that goofy picture of like a starfish turning into a girl on the cover, you know? And like, I think it's the other way around. A girl turning into a starfish on the cover. And it, it, it holds true to that weird rule about transformation fetish, which is that the middle picture is always the grossest. Oh, yeah. The, the, the middle of the transformation is always, oh, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, but, but it turns out that that's not all that much of what the books are about. The books are mostly about alien invasions. Yeah. Like two kinds of them, like the yeeks or something like that. And I just, it's the sort of thing where if the if the Animorphs books had been written today, there'd be a seven-picture, like, multimedia young adult film series about them. Oh, definitely. Yeah, starring, like, I, I don't know, uh, the late, the girl from The Vitch, Anna Taylor-Joy. Probably her. Probably. I'm just picking someone at random. <laughs> and then she has to pick between a, a, a sexy, badass dude who doesn't play by the rules, and he turns into a black stallion. And then... A preppy guy who's rich and fr- and extra sensitive and friendly, and he turns into a cute little poodle. And and <laughs> and, and how can she choose between the two of them? You oh, have definitely written fic about this. I can tell. <laughs> I haven't read enough. No, that's just every young adult. <laughs> that's just every single young adult series, <laughs> from Insurgent to Percy Jackson, the Lightning Thief. Every single one of them. Yeah. All right. So let's push forward, shall we? So, so uh, Luke's got his lightsaber out, and he's being. Fucking stupid again. But but the lightsaber's also being weird, which is what leads me to think that this might be Crystal Star influence, because the lightsaber changes color while he has it out. Yeah, well, I assumed that was just because... He was, like, cranking up the intensity on it. He's got them ohms. (laughs) (laughs) He was vaping real hard. I'm gonna vape this saber. No, I assumed it's because the way it was written, 
in here. And I think what a lot of people may have thought at the time is that lightsaber color was based on the person rather than the actual saber. Like, if you're evil, then it's red. Uh, well, no, because because I know where this book came in the in the long tradition of books, <laughs> and and so we know that Luke knows how color crystals work in lightsabers because we're talking about a point where one of his students had already built a three crystal lightsaber that was three colors at once and could turn into a light spear. Good. So so it's it's well documented in the in the expanded universe at this point that that color crystals exist, and also that the reason that the Empire uses red crystals in their Sith lightsabers is because those are cheap artificial crystals, and they can only generate red light. Well, so, pushing forward, I think, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to discount your idea, I just know because I've read all these fucking yeah, books. Yeah, well, I'm saying yeah. I want a fucking lightsaber that is a mood ring. You want a lightsaber that's a mood ring, and I'm sure that's something you can get in, like, Star Wars The Old Republic for nine ninety nine. <laughs> Yeah, you're like you you hit the happy emote, and all of a sudden you get a le- yellow lightsaber. And you're like, huh, neat. <laughs> it bends a little, so it's a smile, huh? And then you're like, oh, let's make it angry. And you flip it over. Oh, oh wait, it doesn't Aww. change color. I just spin it. Oh, Aww, this I... is this is less exciting than I thought. <laughs> but I could win it in a minute if I spin, spin, spin it. <laughs> this is less fun than previously indicated. I, I so he um the lightsaber turns bright white and starts sputtering. And Han's like, the hell is that? And he's like, I know, it's weird. Anyway, I'm crazy now. <laughs> anyway, I've gone cuckoo bananas. Yeah, and so Han's like, well, 3PO's in the room, but but he's like, where's Zaveri? And Luke's like, I don't know, I think she's still at Waru's house. <laughs> the same place she's been sleeping for the past, like, two years? Yeah, she's over at she's over at Casa de Waru, and she's like, he's like, you can't leave her there, that's, that's madness! And Luke's like, she's been living there for two years. Yeah. I I like that everyone, even Crazy Luke, is like, uh, wh- why? She's very self-sufficient, Han. I think that's what you liked about her. The the whole you spent an entire chapter talking about how much of a badass she was and how very capable she was, and also as previously mentioned, she's been living here for two years. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, yeah, who gives a fuck? She's fine. And then Han has to respond to this, and he's like. Well, I mean, you can't leave her alone with that Waru thing. And Luke's like, you thought that was like a playground ride for children. <laughs> you You're- you were 100% guaranteed certain that Waru was just a pound of meat that someone had smoked and mirrored up. Yeah, that was just a, a gooey balloon with a bunch of seals on it, remember? You were, like, very sure about it. You thought it was like a, a Thanksgiving parade float. <laughs> yeah, you, you were absolutely certain this was a fake and and now you you can't trust it yeah and he's like well just because it's a scam doesn't mean it isn't dangerous maybe it's made out of guns (laughs) that yeah maybe it's dangerous like it starts waving a weapon around in the middle of a room or something like a crazy person (laughs) maybe it starts wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tubing luke you don't know you ever think about that i don't like how our haun sounds like harrison ford now (laughs) Yeah, Arhan is current Harrison Ford. is like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> I do gamble around the clock. <laughs> uh, so he's... Get off my Millennium Falcon. Han decides, fuck it, I'm going to go chase after Zaveri, even though, like, Luke and 3PO are both like, dude, um... Maybe maybe chill the fuck out for, like, th- a th- hot second. I think he's feeling guilty for going off and gambling in the middle of this adventure. Because as soon as he's like, oh, they're back at Zaveri's house, and he's like, why would you leave her there? And it was like, weren't you just getting drunk in a casino? Why did you leave her there? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What? <laughs> who you di- who you di- wandered off after we got back, 
got drunk and didn't give a shit. Yeah. This this is not on me. I you knew I was going to come right back to this hotel room and stand in the middle of the room looking weird. I, I, I it's on the calendar, Han. <laughs> I wrote it on the calendar. It's on the chore wheel. Check your cell phone. T- today is Tuesday. It's Luke's day to stand in the middle of the room with his lightsaber on. If you checked your cell phone scheduler, you'd find that I had that on the calendar already, and you'd see the 35 messages from Chewbacca. (laughs) Help. Help. Send help. Oh, God. Han, where you at? Han, Han, you up. (laughs) You up. (laughs) All right, so so he goes rushing back off to Zaveri's house, or Waru's house, Casa de Waru, and instead of going to what... I was assuming he would go running off to, which would be some sort of barracks or tenement building or whatever attached to the uh, the larger temple area for Waru. He just runs into the temple, and that's I, where Zaveri is as well. I'm not sure. This is this is a weird thing I'm thinking here, John. I am not sure that Waru can move. Like he I, can contract and and expand, and he can loom, but I don't know that he can move. No, I think Waru's like a slinky. If you were to put him on the top of the stairs, he might go like bloop, 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 and go down them. <laughs> he might be able to form himself into a ball, and <laughs> he's like, ah, and now I shall require supplicants to push me. Yeah, I could, I could see him getting into a shape that would allow him to go across a thing, but I'm, I'm fairly certain he is not capable of. Like flat plane locomotion. I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm picturing two Gamorians wheeling out like one of those hand trucks and just like get one of them pushing Waru so there's a little slit under him and fitting the truck under. Uh huh. <laughs> All right, let's do this. <laughs> Remember, it's safer to push Waru than to pull Waru. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but but yeah, he goes back to the temple and he has a whole moment where he's running through like the hall of the temple and he's like, "It's weirdly quiet here." It's too quiet. I don't like it. And so he says, like, I can talk if I want. Well, out, yeah, because it's, it's that area that was, uh, like, there was no uh, any sounds at all. And even, like, the sounds of people outside was muffled. Yeah. And when he said something last time, Zaveri was like, hey, don't fucking talk in here. Uh, well, I think she just meant everywhere. Is that the chancellery? Is that the room you don't talk? No, he's in the oh, narthex. Okay. Oh, he's in the narthex. Okay. I thought, I thought he was up. She was like, don't talk near Waru. No, she was okay. saying, don't talk in the quiet room. Oh, okay. Like, that's a holy area to be quiet in. Oh, great. How useful of a thing. I'm sure Waru set that up. He was like, and over there, and over there in one of the other areas I can't get to, make sure no one talks. I don't want anyone to say anything in there. Yeah, that's that's a quiet room. I'm sure it's just some bullshit he's coming up with to make the whole thing seem official. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's very holy to me if you, everyone's real quiet. <laughs> he's like Space Brigham Young. <laughs> also, it's super holy if you bring me a Coors. <laughs> and a Sourdough Jack. If you give me a Six or a Coors, then uh, that'll be real goddamn holy. Waru requires a Sourdough Jack and Waru no tomatoes. Need, Waru needs himself a Toyota Tacoma. No bath, my dads. <laughs> give, me, give me the back of that Tacoma. <laughs> Oh my god, how much better would Waru be if he was literally always operating out of the back of a pickup truck? Waru needs a giant hat that says no fat chicks. <laughs> uh, overhead cams. Waru's truck's gotta have overhead cams. Give me them KC lights. <laughs> oh man, it's Waru shoved up to the side of a, of a pickup truck back because there's also an ATV in there. <laughs> <laughs> he's He's on the ATV. <laughs> He's ready to ride it out the back in a sweet stunt, you guys. He's on an ATV in the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. On top of an altar in a church. Yep. That's it. 
<laughs> He's got a, a giant 5XL NASCAR shirt on. All, all y'all come on down in here and worship at the altar of Bevis. <laughs> Bevis? Yeah, Bevis. Yeah, 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 don't make me explain this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, he wait, makes his way into the, the big church area where Waru is. And sure enough, Zaveri's standing right next to Waru. Yeah. And there's same thing happening as always. There's a million aliens in here, and they're all kind of yelling about, you know, save my baby, save my walrus. Um, and this time, an Ithorian family manages to shove forward and get an Ithorian kid up onto the stage. Yeah, and this is a very sick one, because, like, he can't move on his own. He's, like, in a stretcher. Someone probably got some salt on him. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's that's you know, what I assume. Made him bubble up real bad. <laughs> If anyone's not getting that joke, you know, Ithorians are the, the, the slug-looking guys. That's... They're those, those weird half-slug, half-hammerhead dudes. Yeah, they're like slugatars. <laughs> and that's that's nice. minotaur, not, not centaur. <laughs> yeah, slugatars. Yeah, they're slugatars. They look ridiculous, but they're awesome. They have two mouths, and they, they can sing in harmony with themselves. They have crazy cool eyes. A lot of them are Jedi. Yeah. Jedi were a big part of their culture. Uh, they don't look like they'd be able to put on a t-shirt, though. They, they seem like they'd have a problem with that. Uh, they, they are exclusively vest people. Yeah. <laughs> They're button-down types. Look, they put on robes, all yeah, right? That's they, what they do. They aren't putting a shirt on. They ain't doing no pullover hoodies, is no. what we're saying about Ithorians. <laughs> I mean, you might see one with a pullover hoodie on, but someone put that on him, and it wasn't very nice. <laughs> they were being real mean about it. I don't even know if they can reach the tops of their own heads. <laughs> Just crap piled up there. Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> Just someone using the top of their head for, like, a uh, a coaster. They've <laughs> Waru put his curs on the Ithorian. There's just a kitten up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, muffins. Get get down from there. <laughs> oh, you know, Purrin just makes me love you more. <laughs> Uh, so they they get that Ithorian up on the altar, and Waru does his melting gold scale thing. Where Do you creates, want me to assist him? Yeah. He then I shall attempt to assist him. He creates a cocoon out of his weird gold scales and mm -hmm. then drips his greasy meat juice all over it. <laughs> and then, of course, his attendant, Gamorian, comes out with a huge cylinder of Lowry seasoning salt. <laughs> We're doing this Ithorian al pastor. <laughs> yeah, the uh, <laughs> the process of I cover you in gold, then I cover you in goo, and then I start vibrating at you is very strange. Yeah, but it it you know he's got his patter down. Look, he's he's got a thing. He does it. It's his own. Yeah, it's his patter. If he messes with any given element of it, the whole thing falls apart. If he's like this time, I'll rattle first. Oh, no, it's all coming loose. I don't know what to do. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, unfortunately, everything goes to shit this time. Yeah, there's sparks flying in the air everywhere, and instead of expanding, the chrysalis around the little Ithorian contracts, making horrible popping noises and making the room fill with oppressive hot air. Yeah, and um, which, by the way, making, like, apparently two different screams. Yes. Like, there's one high-pitched, so high-pitched at one point that Han stops being able to hear it, and then a super low bass tone. Yes, he's doing two tones at once, but they are clearly the same scream. Uh, it'd be kind of fun to try and replicate that in, in Audacity. I may try that later for, for shits and giggles. Uh, anyway, yeah, and then the room gets all oppressive, and, and hot air starts filling out everywhere, which is just one more way you can tell that Waru is just space Trump. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, he makes a gross groaning noise, because he's like... <laughs> 
And then he crushes the Ithorian to death. Yeah. You just, instead of expanding the balloon to heal him, he crunches him up real good. I just, because he was making a uh noise while he was crushing the Ithorian, I just got a picture with impact font text on it that says, when you crush the Ithorian, but you still crush it. <laughs> well... If there was any good art of Waru anywhere in the universe, we could make that happen, John. I wish there was any picture of Waru. There is. See. There's the picture of him on Wikipedia. It's a black and white sketch, and he looks like a cylinder made of shields. It's it's nothing. Because when they drew it, they drew him closed, so there isn't a bunch of meat juice. Aw, boo. Yeah, so the picture just makes him look like a big pile of chain mail. Yeah. It's, it's, or I guess not chain mail, but some kind of mail. Scale you know, mail. Scale mail. Considering yeah. they're scales. Yeah, considering they are scales. <laughs> There you go. He just looks like a chunk of a lizard. It's not that impressive. Meh. So one of these Boo. days, someone, one of these days, someone needs to draw him the way that we are seeing him, which is you know a wet round meat pile with shields all over it. Yeah, and the meat's showing through all the time. You can always see some meat. Yeah, there's always a little bit of meat somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, contrary to that, after he kills off this Ithorian, he's like, I'm sorry, I tried. He was too far gone. You should have brought him sooner. Maybe it was just his time. Yeah. <laughs> he was delicious by... I'm sorry, I mean my condolences. Oh, no. I must rest. And then he contracts himself completely into a hard cylinder that has no visible meat. And Han is freaking the fuck out because he is absolutely certain that Waru did this on purpose. He now, can, he's, most of the other people there, like, knelt their heads and weren't looking. That's the big thing, is he's like, I was one of the only people that actually watched what he was doing yeah. and saw that the cocoon actually did constrict and looked like it was crushing that thing. Yes. So, it, Waru's probably pulling some kind of energy or something out of him. We know Waru's extra-dimensional. We know Hethrir wants something with Waru, so there's probably... Oh, I mean, it could just be that Waru's an a super asshole and loves killing people. You, know, you might just be killing, motherfucking killing for fun. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. I mean, he does have like 30 goddamn dicks. <laughs> That's what he's made out of. <laughs> he's just made, he's a pile of dicks. He's a big pile of dicks covered in gold. The patriarchy. <laughs> uh. So, Zaveri comes to Han, who is shaken beyond belief. He's just standing there breathing heavy and trying to figure out what he just saw. And Zaveri's like, come on, let's go. And then once they're outside, and safely outside the Narthex, the, the, she's like, now do you believe me? And he's like, yeah, I saw I, I saw him kill that kid. And it was like, Zaveri, did you bring them there on that huge long walk on the hope that the one time you brought them there, that he would, you know, kill the Zephliffle so that they would see what's going on? Or could you have maybe just told them? Again, fucking every time she's like, oh, no, you've got to see it. I'm like, but do you? Yeah. If I said there's a weird, gross monster. And one that, time in ten it kills someone. Yeah, that occasionally heals people but also occasionally murders them, you'd go, oh, that sounds like Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. But instead she she was like rolling the dice on this. She was like, all right, let's go see Waru. All right, look at that. It healed some Zephliffle. All right, well, what do we do we care? And she's like, no, it was supposed to kill him. Well, even then, it's not like when they got outside she wasn't like, Oh man, okay, that's just part of it. Maybe stick around, he might kill someone. Yeah, instead she was like, never talk! And then, you know, that yeah, was Yeah, she it. sounded like she was a true believer rather than, oh, I was trying to get you to see that Waru actually fucking murders people. Yeah, it's just, her motivations are so unclear. Yeah, well, I mean, every chance she gets, and I, I do understand this, being that she's... It's part of a mystery story. Well, she herself is like, I don't really trust anyone, and I... I'm all about misdirection because I'm apparently a stage magician, but 
you know, every time we get Zaveri doing something, the motivation is different from what we find out. Yes. It's like, oh, we think she's trying to get you to see some, uh, like, some Jedi or whatever. No, it's a weird monster. Okay, well, then Han thinks, oh, you're trying to get me to see how it is a scam. No, I, I want you to believe that this is true. Okay, then we believe that she actually true believes and is like a disciple of Waru. Oh, no, I, I actually do know that he's killing people. Just fucking say something. Pick a topic, effectively, is what we're hoping for. Just but, just come out and be like, by the way, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, that's all we're looking for. So, at this point, 3PO and Luke come running up while they're making their way back. And I, I don't understand why th- Luke would bring 3PO in this. 3PO's max speed is like three miles an hour. <laughs> I mean, I 3PO, mean, get on my filthy back. I, mean, <laughs> I can taste your back. <laughs> 3PO, you're disgusting. Uh, you think you're, you think I'm disgusting? I can taste your back. <laughs> Sassy 3PO. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they come running up and are like, oh, goodness. And Luke's like, I felt something weird happen. And he's like, yeah, Waru killed a kid. It was okay. So at that point, this is my suspicion. And again, I have forgotten the ending of this book completely. I have no idea what we're moving towards. Okay. I think that kid might that that Ithorian child might have had force talent. Well, that's the current going theory I have is that the reason he's separating out aliens with force powers to give to Waru is because Waru eats force eaters. Yeah, I think he eats force force users. users. (laughs) He eats force force eaters. Force eaters, by the way, are something that we'll need to look up on Wikipedia. Well, no, he 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 eats force eaters. What I'm saying is sedans. He eats four-seaters. That's why he has to ride around in a pickup truck. Exactly. And it can't be an extended cab. No. <laughs> he's got to get a, a fucking Ranger, and then he's got to get in the back there. Yeah, otherwise he'll eat it. I mean, he'll just start melting it because his goop's on it. Exactly. That's how, that's how he works. He's like a starfish. Well, I mean, that's why you got to get that weird, bumpy, black nonsense <laughs> on the back. you, you got to put down that coating. <laughs> yeah, so that his goop doesn't fuck up your also truck. Also, so you can hose it clean every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I love this redneck Waru. This is <laughs> <laughs> Waru, a man of many shapes. <laughs> Pretty much just the one. Mostly mostly goo. Mostly ball of goo. So at this point, Han explains to Luke that Waru is killing children. And Luke's like, oh, okay, well then yeah, we definitely have to deal with him. Oh well that's super fucked up. Alright then. Finn. Cause that's that's pretty much where we stop. Yeah, Finn Wolfhard. Finn. Finn shows up and he's like he's like, Jake, it's time for an adventure. <laughs> Finn shows up, and he's like, I've got Poe's jacket on. <laughs> oh, that Finn. I guess we could use the Star Wars Finn instead we of the We could advent- do the Star Wars Finn. Instead of the Adventure Time Finn. Or Finn Wolfhard from Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, we could also do Finn Wolfhard. I always forget which kid is Finn Wolfhard. It's the main one, though, right? Uh, Yeah. It's the first season main one, because he's in It, too. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him for having the cool name Finn Wolfhard. Good for you, man. Sadly, he he looks like an absolute dweebus, and so the two things do not belong together. Oh, that's fine. I'm sure when he grows up, he'll get jacked yeah, like Carrot Top. I'm sure he will. Oh, God, please no. <laughs> Finn, listen, Finn Wolfhard, if you're listening, and I know you are. <laughs> please do not get yoked like Carrot Top. Do not become gross looking like <laughs> Carrot Top. You don't need to. <laughs> Look, I know you're going to have a lot of free time on your hands, but do not spend all of it getting absolutely jacked yeah because you're gonna end up looking like one of those weird gifs you see on the internet of roided up kangaroos and no one wants that no one wants it from you you're gonna look like veiny leather and we do not need that for you stay young and innocent forever finn wolfhard (laughs) now secondary set of advice to millie bobby brown 
Get jacked. <laughs> get so jacked. Get, get like crazy jacked. I need, get, you, I need you to get Zarya levels of yoked. Like, Millie Bobby Brown, you need to look just like at the gym J.K. Simmons. <laughs> she needs to look like Santa Claus with muscles? Yeah. She needs to look like the film Santa Claus with muscles. Yeah. Actually, not, I think it's just called Santa with muscles. Yeah. yeah. No. Not, don't, <laughs> don't look like Hulk Hogan in the film Santa with muscles. Look like the film Santa with muscles. So just like a 35 millimeter roll. Yeah, that's what we're saying. All right, sure. Okay. So uh, there we have it. Uh, that's that's where this chapter ends. <laughs> yep. That's, and that's where all this ends. <laughs> this all made a lot of sense. This 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 all hung together <laughs> perfectly. Uh, so so tune in next time as we delve into chapter eight and start to slide down the hill of the Crystal Star. Oh yeah, it is all downhill from here. I'm sure at this point we'll get. Some sort of plot. Everything's going to start to make sense now. We're halfway through the book, and the main plot is the kids are missing and everyone else is fucking around. <laughs> My kids are missing. This is one of those things where Star Wars just needs cell phones, right? Like, because then Leia could just be like, hey, Han, uh, the kids are missing. Yep. You'd think that, but oh, that crystal star. It fucks the crystal with reception. It's messing with reception. That's true. So maybe she Also, send- they're out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, unless Han had Verizon, there's no way he's got the, coverage. Then maybe she could send a courier droid. We know those exist because there was one in Shadows of the Empire. We do know they exist. Now, now to, be fe- to be fair, Shadows of the Empire was written two years later. Yeah, but to also be fair, I'm sure you could just send a droid, period. Not even like a <laughs> courier send droid. any droid. Just be like, you, a droid, go there. <laughs> Beepity boopity. Oh, shoot. Wait, hang on. Let me get a talkie droid. Hold on. Let me find a droid that speaks the gods language. <laughs> the binary language of moisture evaporators. <laughs> that's the basic everyone speaks in the Star Wars universe. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, that's what everyone's speaking. You go up to a moisture evaporator and it's like, hey, bro. Hey, what's up, man? Hey. How you, you doing? You got any power converters? If you were cool, you'd go get me some. Hey, man. From, uh, from Toshi Station, yeah. Toshi Station's the good station. That's where the good converters are, that's, bro. That's where they've got them good verters. <laughs> the other converters are mostly seeds and stems. If you'll excuse me, I need to evaporate some moisture. <laughs> I mean, keep in mind that we're anthropomorphizing what's basically a cylinder. Yeah, we are <laughs> We are turning, turning what is pretty much just a giant humidifier into a weird stoner so <laughs> and in the movie they just look like silos with antennas coming out of them yep good that's what we do here that's the job <laughs> God, that's why we get the big bucks speaking of big bucks starting this week we are doing bonus content for this show i don't know why i don't know who who just listened to what just happened now is like you know what i want about 25 to 30 minutes more what i wanted was more of that but less coherent So in our bonus content, which we have many names for, thanks to all of our listeners sending in great ideas, uh, such as Expanded Expounded Universe, which I like a lot, Yeah, uh, (laughs) we go on Wikipedia and find something of interest to us. If we have something from the chapter that's worth looking up, we'll do that. Otherwise, we'll just find something at random and talk all about it for a while. And we talk about the crazy world of Wikipedia and the depths that you had no idea Star Wars will go to. Indeed. Now, to find yourself listening to that, all you need to do is support our Patreon at the $2 level, which yep. you can do at patreon.com slash systemmastery. And being at that $2 level also unlocks the bonus content for our System Mastery. So if you were already a $1 donor just for the System Mastery, another dollar bumped up gets you the uh, Expanded Universe stuff as well. Yeah, that's six episodes of bonus content most months. Sometimes as many as, I think, eight. It's big months. Some months are big. 
It's a lot. You get a it lot. It is a whole lot. You get a lot of bonus content for your $2 per episode of System Mastery. To give you an idea of what that really costs you, generally, on a regular month, you'll get six episodes of content, and you'll pay $4. Yeah. That's a good price. That is <laughs> actually... We are bad at this pricing. <laughs> yeah, we are. We, we, our prices are so low. I'm Anson My Eyes Johnson. Yeah, we we are very much the, we didn't think this out when we came up with it priced right now. We should have made it five bucks. We are, we are at the price point of fucking ourselves over. Get in on it while you can. But look, there's like 400 of you right now that are $1 donors, and this is a brand new thing, so it's your chance to bump up for $2 to $2. Make us a lot of money so I can raise my child and so John won't live on the streets. Yeah, so I can also raise his child child yeah which i'm gonna make him do by the way yes yeah. and i will have him come to my way he'll be <laughs> the first words of her will be mama celeste <laughs> <laughs> you got me i thought it was just gonna be meh <laughs> nah come on i, mama I know celeste. my brand yeah you've got your brand now <laughs> i'm on board so uh so yeah all you gotta do to get the uh, bonus content it's six episodes of stuff every month Usually, uh, it's going to cost you about four bucks, and you can find that at patreon.com slash system mastery. Otherwise, if you want to talk to us about any kind of Star Wars or whatever, you can find us at systemmasterypodcast.com uh, or system mastery on Gmail, Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, all the big sites, all the good ones. All, all the good sites, yeah, the best sites. The best sites. You know, we're, we're system mastery on Pornhub. Uh, we're system mastery on Clips for Sale, uh, FetLife. Uh, all of it. All of it. Every one of them. God, yeah. I need to get System Mastery on FetLife because I'm almost certain that's taken. <laughs> if it isn't, it, then we need it. Yeah. 